So I saw some violence at USC spring practice. You are Locked On Trojans, your daily podcast on the USC Trojans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Fight on, everyone. I'm your host, Mark Holkin, and thank you for making Locked On USC your first listen every day. Whether you're watching me on YouTube or wherever you'd like to download your podcast, we are free and I appreciate your support. If you are watching on YouTube and you haven't done it yet, kind of wondering why, there's a subscribe button. It's free. Do me a favor, hit it. It would mean a whole heck of a lot. And if you're enjoying the episodes, there's a like button. Don't forget to do that also. And to all of you who have already become a free subscriber, I like to say thank you before we get started, as always. So, I was able to watch USC's football practice on Wednesday, their third spring session of the of camp. And all I can say is it was glorious, fantastic. They were on full pads, and they're already hitting each other. I'm going to have more on that shortly. But, uh, yeah, there was tackling. There was some good stuff going on. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to give you some of my notes and observations of the third day. How, when I get there, when I arrive at campus, kind of the things I see and jot down that, you know, kind of pique my interest. And as we go through uh, practice, um, what I see, and I I try and try and present it in a, you know, just a very casual um, form where if I'm telling you a story, you can almost uh, visualize yourself there. And if you want, you, when you're done making Locked on USC, your first listen and your first watch, head over to wersc.com. We've got a pretty cool subscription special. And we've got a lot of good content, including some recruiting stuff that I might have a little couple of nuggets for you at the end of the show. You're going to have to hang around. So, um, and then in between, I'm going to give you some... Uh, some quotes from the coaches and players. <clears throat> so practice on Wednesday started at 3.30, 3.35. Prompt uh, is the email, as, as the email told us. So I don't ever ask me why. I just do it. It's part of my DNA. Um, if, if I'm not early, I'm late. Well, like I said, practice started at 3.30. I was on campus at 1.30, and I just enjoy people watching. So I was hanging out near Heritage Hall, kind of, you know, typing out some notes, thinking about what I want to write about, and thinking, all right, you know, let's just see what's going on. Well, it's midterms right now. Students are walking around kind of in the zombie state, which is funny. Um, Although the parking lots are filled to capacity, which aren't great. I didn't like that very much. So... I mentioned the uh, the students are the student body is having uh, their midterms right now. Well, that means the guys on the team are going through that as well. But while they're preparing for midterms, they're also practicing in a today was perfect weather, uh, and it's going to get them ready for the big ten or the big conference when they arrive. Because today, sixty one degrees when practice started, it's a bit cool, a little bit on the chilly side. 
the sun and the clouds were kind of arm wrestling with each other, deciding uh, who was going to win. And there was just enough of a breeze, like I said, to, to let you know that it was there was a chill in the air. And right when that breeze blew by, Alex Grinch walked by as well. He was on his way from Heritage Hall to the McKay Center. Uh, I'm sure to make sure he had everything in ready to go for practice. He had all of his uh, all of his notes prepared, ready to rock and roll. Uh, now, like I said, practice started 335, 61 degrees. Practice ended around 545, and it was much cooler by then, uh, much cooler than 61 degrees because I was cold. <laughs> uh, enough about me, though. So on Tuesday, uh, if you watched yesterday's episode of Locked on USC, I meant, I talked about Lincoln Riley's media Zoom session that he held with us. And among the things that we learned was that during the offseason, apparently there were some inquiries with him about some of coaches on his staff, if they would have been available for other opportunities. Well, I had I did my own Culkin poll before practice started with certain media members, and it was a four-person unanimous vote. You can see we went real in-depth with this. Uh, everyone agrees. They think Sean Nua was the guy other programs were coming after. But there was actually a pretty big media presence on the day. Um, you know, everyone wanted to get a peek of the team before Lincoln Riley sends everyone away for spring break for the next two weeks. I'm still trying to reconcile his rationale that he explained uh, on Tuesday. But, you know, who am I to question the uh, the offensive savant? Now, one thing I do want to question in my own mind is when he was on his way to practice, uh, yeah, he was walking along pretty good pace, and then he all of a sudden, he just stopped, and he started writing down some notes. And this took about 30 seconds, close to a minute. And I'm thinking at that moment, is what would he stop to think about that he had to write it down? It had to be something important. Now, I mentioned uh, I was hanging out near Heritage Hall. Well, when I was up there, I took a quick, quick peek inside. And oh, this is what I'm going to say. Make sure you're at the spring game. Because they are going to, uh, they're going to be doing a Heisman ceremony celebrating Caleb Williams' uh, Heisman Trophy Award, which gives USC eight. Now, knowing there's eight, when I looked inside Heritage Hall, I only saw six mounts where you would where the Heisman trophies are normally positioned. Well. It's going to be interesting to see where they put the, the other two. I'm talking about Reggie Bush's and as well Caleb's. And here's something else. Uh, when are they going to retire Caleb's jersey? Are they going to put it up in the peristyle this year? Or are they going to actually wait till he's done playing football? Don't forget, two guys are wearing number 13 this year. Mason Cobb being the other one. So when I asked where the, I actually asked where the Heismans were. They're, uh, they're being used in other ways right now uh, because USC is hosting a lot of recruits around campus right now. So, uh, yeah, Heisman's are being they're being utilized in different ways. Among some of the recruits I saw, uh, Ty Anthony Smith, who I believe is a linebacker. There was a 2026 quarterback, Kane Archer, and there was a bunch of other guys. I couldn't read their name tag, so I apologize. Um, and... Keep in mind, when there are recruits on campus, 
Annie Hansen, uh, coach Zach Hansen's wife, tight ends coach, uh, she is the most popular person on USC staff. It was kind of funny. She is in constant motion. Well, golf carts, her golf cart slowed down just enough for her to kind of jump off in time so she could head off in another direction. And I think she had to go retrieve another recruit who had just shown up. Uh, class of 2023 offensive lineman, Tobias Raymond. He was at practice today. And uh, let me just tell you right now, he's not going to play this year. And that's okay. <laughs> I don't think anybody anticipated him uh, contributing this year. Um, and there was a lot of people who wondered why he was even offered, considering he was only a, a three-star. But when you look at him, you can see offensive tackle written all over him. Give him a year in the weight room. I mean, he is he's tall. He's got long arms, broad shoulders. And one thing I did notice is after practice, uh, Jonah Monheim and Elijah Page, who was already enrolled and participating in spring camp, they were they were taking a few moments to talk with uh, with Tobias. So the future is bright with the offensive line. I mentioned that the uh, parking lots were packed. Well, if I, I know you guys don't get to come to practice, but if you're familiar with the layout, you have campus proper. You have McClintock Boulevard, and then you have Howard Jones Field right across the street. Well, Garrison Madden, linebacker, he was trying to cross McClintock. Um, by the way, tall, rangy, bow-legged. Um, and I'm glad that he is a really fast guy with agility and speed because he needed it. Uh, he needed every bit of those reflexes and dexterity. He almost got taken out by a student on an electronic skateboard who was reading social media. One of the yellow jackets had to step in front of the skateboarder to make sure he didn't take out Garrison Madden. But Garrison was on the spot and hop skipped and jumped away in time as well. Ray Lee Brown, he was uh, pretty hyped and ready to go for uh, this session of spring camp. When he got to Gugate, he tapped it twice with a couple of loud let's go he was ready, um, and he he jumps right into, uh, well, actually, I don't get to see what he gets to jump right into because they shut the gate once players step through. Uh, Caleb Williams and Malachi Nelson, they did, they came to uh, practice together. I won't say what they were racing, but they, they had a pretty good sprint going on, <clears throat> and uh, it's been a, been a few months since I've seen Malachi up close and personal. He's gonna be a he's a specimen. By this time next year, when that when that body just goes from freshman to sophomore, um, you're gonna see that natural progression in his body. He's gonna be big. Not quite six five, but he's pushing six four easily. Um who else did I see? Oh, uh after practice, I saw Brendan Riley. Brendan Bradley Hiles, who, by the way, you can officially call him coach now. He was hanging out at practice observing last year. Now it's official. I think he's a G. Tuli, Tuli Apolotu, he was at practice hanging out, watching after spending his week at the Combine. And I have great news, just a reminder for everybody. This is USC's last year in the Pac-12 conference. And that great news came to me when I saw 
the Pac-12 officials who are working practice showing up in their black gym shorts and black and white striped shirts. And they just said, last year, brought a smile on my face. Now, the first thing that struck me immediately, um, one of the first impressions I got was when the players were leaving the McKay Center, going to Howard Jones, <clears throat> when they were leaving the building, I mentioned they were wearing full, full pads already, third day. That I, I thought there was a longer acclimation period, but apparently not. And the other thing, the player size. Uh, this is where my attention really was focused. Some of the guys look the part that we've been talking about. Devin Tompkins, uh, Malachi Crawford. Um, those guys look their part. And then there are others who were much bigger than I anticipated. Uh, Christian Roland Wallace. Uh, he's got arms that go on forever. And not just long, thick. He's got tree trunks. Um, Latrell McCutcheon, Caleb Bullock, Damani Jackson, all three of them physically bigger from the waist up. All three of them still have some bird legs. Although Latrell, he got a little bit thicker. But it was noticeable among all three of them much bigger upstairs so hopefully that helps when it comes to tackling mason cobb due to stout uh, he looks like a thick middle linebacker he's listed at six foot zero inches maybe but he's all up 230 pounds what do they say you got a lot of junk in the trunk a lot going on down below the waist so good leverage for tackling and i hope he's able to put that to good use uh, minor adjustment to the way special team groups are set up. Uh, last year at practice, uh, you had the punt return, the punters and punt returners immediately. The first group you see when you walk through, and then the kick returners were on the far side. They swapped. They swapped. Uh, so now, um, first thing I saw was uh, freshman Zachariah Branch was working with both groups. Uh, as was Dorian Singer, uh, Marion Peterson, Quentin Joyner, Rayleigh Brown, MJ3, Michael Jackson III, Taj Washington, Makai Lemon. Um, by the way, Peterson, huge. Big running back. You guys are going to like him when you see him up close and personal. I was really looking forward to uh, seeing Marshawn Lloyd, and I was not disappointed. Dude's built different. Uh, USC has not had a running back like that on the roster in a while. I don't think he has any body fat on him. I mentioned Sean Nua earlier. He uh, He's going to have his hands full of spring camp. His position group had at least 10 – it was 10 players deep, easily. And there were – Two more that even weren't participating. So that group is going to be even bigger. Um, I Out of that group who I noticed, you know, walking into practice, Jack Sullivan transferred from Purdue, old school, as is his mustache. Uh, Kyan Bars, he looks like a nose tackle, defensive tackle. And he said after practice, that's going to be his role. I had a chance to speak to him for a couple of minutes. Uh, what else did we see? Oh, man. So as big as the defensive line group was, Roy Manning's rush-in group, kind of small. 
Ramelo Height, Jamil Muhammad, Sam Green was over there, and uh, as was Garrett Pomerantz. And there was a couple guys missing from that group. You guys can figure it out. Names I haven't mentioned. And we were given a full 30 minutes to watch uh, practice before the ripcord was pulled. And they said, all right, that's it. Got to go. But I mentioned there was tackling. And it wasn't just shedding the blocker and attack that rolling donut drill that you've seen me post before. Although they did that too. They actually had physical man-on-man tackling guys to the ground. So while they were doing that, um, shedding the the blocker and running after that rolling donut and, and, you know, hitting it with fervor and tackling it, uh, they were doing the same drill, and then they would finish it with a kind of an angle pursuit towards the sideline, um, and they had to two-arm wrap up the guy below the waist and bring him to the ground. So it was good to see that happening before we were asked to leave. Uh, also, the hustle drill that uh, I like to talk about where you kind of get a sense of who's first first team, second team, third team, the way they run out there, they line up, uh, balls, uh, they, they simulate a snap and then they run for three or four yards, stop, drop, roll, run back, line up again, and then they, they run to the corner of the end zone and, and break down. Uh, one thing I did notice, Shane Lee and Rajon Davis were running together, first team, linebacker, just saying. Uh, what else did I say? Oh, offensive lineman, Jared Kingston. He was a fun interview. Uh, he, he was asked um, about Coach Josh Henson, and he basically called him a technician. And what's neat about uh, Jared Kingston is he's got a unique perspective and I asked him about that after practice because uh, he was recruited by Clay McGuire up at Washington State. And then last year, Clay McGuire got to coach him up. So uh, I would say that Kingston is probably similar in size to Justin Dietrich. Not bad. There's a lot more uh, that I got to go over. So, but first, we got to talk about FanDuel. You know what? Yeah, let's let's get to FanDuel and I'll come back because we are going deep into this. I don't want to run out of time. We're at the midway point of the NBA season. It's here. Now's the perfect time. Get over there. Download FanDuel, because they are America's number one sports book. And you want to do it as a new customer, because you're going to get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Not bad, right? So just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe. It's secure. It's really super easy to use. And while you're over there, you're going to be able to pick out who's making the most threes. Um, All sorts of prop bets that you can get into. And you can also combine your bets for a bigger payout with a same game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets back when you go to fanduel.com forward slash locked on. That's fanduel.com forward slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. 
March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, we're going to get right back into this. So, a lot going on at, uh, well, before I get back into it, I always have to say thank you for making Locked On USC your first listen every day. Make sure you're checking out our second podcast, Locked On College Basketball, everything you need to know about college basketball in one place. Plus, you're going to hear it from the big name experts, insiders, coaches, and players, Locked On College Basketball, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. All right, so as I mentioned, there was a lot going on <clears throat> on uh, the third day of spring camp. And even though uh, I was in there for almost 30 minutes, I spent maybe 30 seconds watching the offense. I'll try and focus on that more uh, when we come back in 13 days, when the team comes back from spring break. Um, I did notice... Uh, offensive lineman Cooper Lovelace uh, after practice. He was running run sprints by himself, and it was his choice. He wasn't being, you know, this wasn't punishment or anything. You can you can tell when there's punishment going on and when someone's just putting in, putting in work. Remember, last year, it wasn't extra work. It was just putting in work. So um, it was just interesting, Cooper, who many don't consider going to have an opportunity to play on the offensive line. Well, coaches notice this type of stuff. I noticed it. I also noticed uh, Taylor Mays after practice chatting it up with uh, Shane Lee and safety Bryson Shaw. The big takeaway you want to have from practice was everything was moving at a really good pace, and that's why I didn't get a chance to focus on the offense. Plus, everyone knows that the story is defense right now. I don't think anybody's worried about the offense. What I took away from uh, practice was the pace. It was moving. And it seemed like it was moving much much more quick, quicker, quickly than last year, which makes sense. Second year in the system for most of these guys. Um, so like I said, next time I'm at practice, I'll, I'll try and get you guys uh, some notes and observations on the guys on offense. My, my focus was on defense and seeing who was – Seeing the guys coming out to practice, and as you can see, I'm already running out. I'm 20 minutes 20 minutes into this, and I haven't even gotten to any of the, the quotes. So we're going to jump into that right now. So um, the first thing, Josh Henson, offensive line coach, offensive coordinator, well, at least on paper. We know Lincoln Riley calls the plays. Um, he was asked about, uh, two of his newest offensive linemen, Michael Tarquin and Jared Kingston, and how they're both doing after three practices. Quote, a lot of potential. They care. They're into it. They want to be good. So that's a step in the right direction. Every O-line coaches things differently. So I've got to get them into my way of thinking 
and how to approach blocks and different things. But overall, for the first three days, assignment-wise and effort-wise, and the things that are prerequisites to be good, those are all there. We've just got to keep working on the details, end quote. That says a lot. It really does. It's like, you know what? You guys are asking me, how do these guys look after three days? Give them a chance to learn the playbook and to get to, to understand my style of coaching. Makes perfect sense. Uh, Jonah Monheim, he, he, he's been coached by Josh Henson for a year, so he knows his style. Uh, after practice, he, he talked about the team's mantra going into this year. And he said, uh, quote, Coach Riley's message has been, we did a lot of good things last year. We made a big step in improvement. Really, we did all that just to win games. That was a winning mentality, winning habits. We now have to build a championship mentality. Championship habits. Everything just has to take a step up. Weight room, conditioning, field, technique, habits, film study, going to class, everything that we do, keeping that end goal in mind. Uh, Dennis, assistant head coach Dennis Simmons was asked about his wide receivers. Um, specifically, Zachariah Branch's name came up and his unique traits. Um, quote, where do you want me to start? He's extremely strong for his size. He's incredibly fast for his size. Uh, and he, for a short guy, he's able to extend and expand his catch ranges. And he can go from zero to 100 really, really, really quick. I love when coaches or somebody uses the, uh, when you go to very, 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 or really, 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 anytime you emphasize something three times, that's a good thing. That's a we are a C rule. Uh, quarterback Caleb Williams, he was, uh, he has another job this year, as if, you know, everything else on his plate wasn't enough. This year, he's now going to be taking the younger quarterback under his wing, Malachi Nelson, and he's kind of adjusting to this year, to how to, how to go about that. And he said, this year so far, it's been a little different with uh, trying to help the young guy out. Malachi Nelson and being right behind him. I normally stand right behind him just in case. He's done a good job so far of getting everything down, but just in case he needs some help or anything like that, it also helps me uh, what I've been trying to accomplish in being a coach on the field. I'm able to be out there and coach and coach Riley's on the sideline. Today, and this is a kind of a funny little anecdote, I was on the sideline and Malachi went out there and Coach Riley was like, are you going to go help him? And I had just kind of forgotten because last year and the past couple of years, I haven't had to do that. So it's a new role for me, which is awesome and something that I'm taking on full steam. And quote. Now, what I loved about that was Caleb basically just told his head coach, oops, my bad. <laughs> I'll go pick up, you know, little Jimmy from football practice now. I forgot all about him. Uh, so. I don't know. It's if you if you understand the relationship between Lincoln and Caleb, Caleb can get away with that this time. I wouldn't make a habit of it though. So it was just a funny moment after practice that Caleb was describing. Mason Cobb had a high praise for a fellow transfer, new teammate, following practice on Wednesday. Quote, 
Marshawn Lloyd, he's the real deal. I'm telling you guys right now, he's the real deal. He's just explosive. He's quick, strong. He just works hard. I like hearing that. If you've seen the picture um, that we've put up over there at wersc.com, we've got a lot of great photos. You've got to go check it out. Marshawn is just built different. Big, strong, thick. Like I said, no body fat. There was a lot going on there. I am literally running out of time, so I will carry this over to our next episode of Locked on USC. But I did say that I had some recruiting information I want to talk about. So real quick, before we get out of here, after talking with someone uh, on Wednesday, my confidence level with uh, Deuce Robinson becoming a USC Trojan, really high. Really high. I'm just going to leave it there. And I'm going to leave it there with Dylan Rayola, quarterback, class of 24. Um, he is at the same high school as Deuce Robinson. Confidence level, not quite at the level of Deuce Robinson, but it's up there. I just wish Deuce would just, just pull the trigger already. Let's get it over with. Show up. Get on campus. There you go. That's the recruiting information I have for you. Not a lot, but I thought you might find that interesting. And like I said, a lot more to cover from spring camp through the through the lens of me that we'll go over in our next episode of Locked On USC. Because we come at you five days a week and we give you everything we can in 30 minutes or less. And there was just too much going on at spring camp. Practice day three for me to try and fit in to one episode. So until our next episode, everyone, you know what to do.